The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KCY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Kali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William Mahansini, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are in the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. We begin our musical program for this morning with the church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn to sing this beautiful song, Salvation is Here. Yes, fears our God gave all mankind a gift of salvation. And this gift is for each and every one of us who believe on Him, the Lord Jesus Christ, and accept His way of salvation. 
When we believe and acknowledge His gospel, John 3, 5, being baptized by immersion in Jesus' name and filled with His Holy Spirit or speaking in tongues according to Acts 2, 4, we become prepared to hear His voice to come up hither. Iris Locke will accompany the choir on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ.
Coming up next will be our faithful and versatile church band to play an inspiring rendition of Thank You, Lord. The words thank you is a universal expression of gratitude that one receives from another. Thus to our Lord Jesus Christ, we also say thank you. The band will be under the direction of yours truly. Daily, as we strive to do our best for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we sometimes fall short. But we press on, knowing Jesus will always be there to guide and strengthen us daily, helping us fulfill our obligations. Our soloist, Seneca Rose Hahn, has chosen the song, Grace, describing our wonderful Lord Jesus, full of love, compassion, and forgiveness toward each and every one of us as we seek His help. 
Accompanying Seneca Rose will be Thierry Summers on the piano, Associate Baz Marvin Abing on the bass, Iris Locke on the drums, and Mason Asano Sr. and trusty Associate Pastor Aaron Sproat Sr. on the guitar. Singing their final number will be the church choir with their inspiring words to our Savior, to walk with me. This song is a plea to Jesus to always be with us as a constant reminder of his presence and his love. Sing along with us using the words on your television screen. 
Up next will be the Carrillo ukulele trio, who have prepared a toe-tapping rendition of Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho. Johanna Carrillo will accompany them on the piano. Voices of the Jubilees have joined together with a lively and spirited rendition of the song On the Jericho Road. Emilia Hahn directs these talented men and women and will be accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. It is indeed a great pleasure to dedicate this beautiful song to a faithful and loving couple in the Lord, the associate pastor Walter Ivan and Deborah Spotkath Jr. Ivan and Debbie, your good works in the Lord builds your mansions in heaven. God bless you both and have a wonderful day.
Greetings. In the sweet name of Jesus, I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV channel 13 in San Diego, 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimaki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services is also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Casanera Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to this spot, these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to turn our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Some of you in our viewing audience are undoubtedly wondering if the participants in our telecast are compensated in any way to perform in the choir, band, or special vocal and instrumental groups. My answer is an emphatic no. Let me reassure you all that every person you see in our telecast are bona fide members of the Apostolic Faith Church who give up their total rehearsal and performance times as well as their talents, willingly from the heart for the glory of God and for absolutely no monetary gains of any kind. Contributions from our DV viewers are used, in fact, to help maintain these weekly telecasts. And through your generosity and financial help, I'm able to bring forth such sermons as the one I have prepared for you, you today and entitled, Are You Ready? The Lord's path is always the straight and narrow. And for many, it can appear to be a difficult and constant uphill climb. But take it on good authority that the easy downhill path will lead you directly into condemnation. It certainly would be an irreversible and distressful fate for anyone to hear the Lord say at judgment, I know you not. Don't enter into my rest. Therefore, may today's sermon encourage you to take matters into your own hands. 
if you haven't already done so, and work on your salvation immediately. Jesus returned to this earth to judge men and nations. We read Matthew 24, 32-34. Now learn a parable of the fig tree, when his branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves. Ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. In these closing days of time, the signs around us and in the air point to the next greatest event that will occur on this earth, the second coming of Jesus Christ in clouds of glory to catch away his waiting bride for his supernal mansion. Yes, there will be an invasion from heaven. Never in the history of the world has there been a time as thought-provoking, exciting, and challenging as the time in which we live. As we enter the new year 2019, His return is apparent more than ever before. The Holy Ghost, God, continues to grow and thrive amongst the believers. Thusly, this age has become one of the most interesting and prosperous periods of our time. Over the years and months, that have passed by, God has shown mankind His omnipotence through signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Ghost and has fulfilled promises. Other aspects of His prophecies, such as the resurrection of the dead in Christ and the translation of the living saints are eminent events which are nigh at hand. Today, as we look about us, we see pessimism on every side. The Bible is the only book in the world which predicts the future flawlessly. Thus, the Bible is more advanced than tomorrow's newspaper. The Bible accurately foretells the future, and the Word of God says that the apex of all things shall be in the return of Christ to this earth. No man knows the time of His coming. Therefore, it is quite possible that Jesus could come any time now. The generation of the budding of the fig tree, which Jesus spoke of, could come to a close very soon. Yes, Israel's promise is being fulfilled. Israel became a state in 1948, and its generation of 70 years has ended at the close of 2018. Yes, time's clock is striking the hour, and equally significant, time has run out. Never since the world began has time been so precious. Days, nights, hours, and minutes go by like shadows on the grass. The sands in God's great hourglass run low, warning all, today is a day of salvation. If you will but hear His voice, Tomorrow may be too late. All the world will ever realize is that we are indeed living in serious times. In recent years, an incredible number of lives have been lost in catastrophes. We have witnessed corruption in government, business, and the Christian realm as well. Such instances cause people of the world to look and hope for better days ahead. Yes, darkness covers the face of the earth as well as the hearts of men. But however dark it may be, God's promise stands sure. Let us read in 2 Peter 1.19. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. The scriptures warn us of the last days. The days will end with a great number living in unbelief, increasing worldliness and impairment. However, through faith a new day is promised. A new day will dawn and all the shadows shall flee. 
the question is, will you be ready when the morning star heralds the dawn of that resurrection morn? In times of great stress and strain, it is of the utmost importance to fix your eyes on the Lord, who is that bright and morning star. When Jesus returns for his saints, he will not alight upon this earth. The meeting place will be in the air. And what a meeting that is going to be. Telecast viewers, are you looking for that meeting? Then prepare yourself now. You might say to yourself, well, I have already committed myself to Christ. What is there yet to do? The words you may have just spoken are so similar to the thousands of people who after seeing and hearing the doctrine which Jesus preached asked, what must I do to be saved? In the Bible, we find a prominent person who, as you thought, had done the right thing to be saved. This man's name was Nicodemus, a Pharisee who came to Jesus by night with his own light to ask how he might ready and assure himself of the promise of eternal life. Jesus answered in John 3, 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. In spite of what traditional theology says, or even what your family, friends, neighbors, pastor, or priest may say, according to God's word, water baptism is essential to salvation. Peter, in the days subsequent to Pentecost, proclaimed amidst a blasphemous and God-defiant crowd. These words found in Acts 5.29, we ought to obey God rather than men. We also read in 1 Peter 3.31, the like figure where unto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but an answer of a good conscience toward God. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ, key to the whole matter of salvation is found in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Perhaps for you TV viewers, a very decisive moment now exists and burdens your heart this morning. You have been exposed to the truth of the whole matter and have found yourself in want. I ask you this, did the apostles have the authority to change God's word? I think not. Therefore, what is said in Romans 10, 9-13 has an identical intent as Acts 2.38 and John 3.5. The scriptures say to call upon his name. Throughout the Bible, you will find that phrase, whether it be in prayer, healing, and most importantly, in salvation. Therefore, if you have been baptized by immersion, according to Matthew 28.19, or have defied the need to be baptized and say you love the Lord, I'm sorry to say, you have yet to find his righteousness and true holiness. You might ask in response, why is the name of Jesus so important? My answer to you is, why not the name? It's a name above all names, and it is the name of God. Jesus instructed and admonished Thomas and Philip, who in their doubt voice, show us the Father, and it sufficed us. 
Jesus replied in John 14, 11, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Yes, the true definition of faith is being obedient and keeping his every commandment. We read in Mark 16, 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Elijah spoke in 1 Kings 18, 21, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. We can't argue with God's word. And in order to have an understanding, we must first believe. Thusly, one must acknowledge that God is in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ. Because there is but one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, thereby nullifying the traditional Trinity concept because there is just the person, Jesus Christ. His wonderful name removes one's sin as far as the East is from the West, and we will remember them no more. At the Apostolic Faith Church, we believe in the manifestations of God in this world. That is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. However, we believe these three are one. As clearly stated in 1 John 5, 7, to be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues, as found in Acts 2, 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, 120 of them and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking in tongues, according to the Bible, is the only way to verify one has received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot be received in any other way, and neither is proven just by one's works or one's nature. Peter, Paul, Philip, Cornelius, and his house of the book of Acts all spoke in tongues. Thus, why should not the latter-day believers in Christ also speak in that heavenly language? Let us read in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In other words, outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. God has made provisions for those who will believe and trust in him until the day dawn when he will finish and complete the full work of salvation by receiving us into glory. While the time lasts, our Lord holds back the clouds of disaster from engulfing the entire world. Why does he do this? It is because of praying Christians who plead daily through prayers for this lost, dying, sin-cursed, and devil-may-care world. Thus, each day that dawns is one more day in which to win precious souls for Christ. Soon time will be no more. Today, many find no time for God. The meaning of the Sabbath has been lost in our secular society. Presumption has set in. Time is spent at picnics socials, entertainment, careers, shopping, and so forth, 
and there is no time left for the Lord. Even Sundays have been taken over by sporting events, and entertainment and relaxation has replaced the worship. Let us read in Luke 12, 19. And I will say to my soul, so thou hast much goods. Laid up for many years, take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. We are living in the last days, which cover the period of time from Paul's day right up, up to until the immediate days preceding the Lord Jesus' return. If we don't find or make time now for the Lord, will he find time for us when we need him the most? We are living in a time of uncertainties, wars, distresses, and perplexities. Therefore, our foremost attention should be focused on the Lord and serving him only. We read in Luke 21, 25 to 28, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming. That is a trumpet call sounding all over the world today. Every day brings this glorious event nearer. The current civilization appears to be crumbling. Men everywhere are puzzled, knowing not which way to turn. But amidst it all, the promise of the Lord remains. I will come again. On this score, the body of Christ should continue to live by the Spirit of the Lord, walking in wisdom, redeeming the time. Let's consider some of the signs of His coming. They include false messiahs, deceiving many and leading them astray. One of the creatures rising in the last days is named the false prophet. He is a monstrous blob of corruption, covered with snakes and so forth, writhing every which way. His mouth has many forked tongues, and as a result of his starvation, he devours many souls. Powerful cults have arisen in the past 100 years, and some of those which have survived are experiencing tremendous growth. Their doctrines deceive the very elect. We read in Matthew 24, 23 to 24, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall rise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. The tragedy of it all is that many are preaching only a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 11, chapter 13 to 15, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Satan can and often does disguise himself in this way. He is a deceiver and was from the beginning. 
Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed to their works. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth and had pleasure in them. These verses tell us that those who are living in this present age who have willingly rejected Jesus Christ up to the time of the rapture will not turn to the Lord Jesus during the period of the coming tribulation, nor before he comes to power. Many true born-again believers will fall away from the faith that was once delivered to the saints, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Not only will there be a great revival of interest in the supernatural, but in addition, there will be a tremendous outpouring of God's Holy Spirit as well. I'm sure you have recognized the attention given to the New Age religion or satanic cults, channeling with spirits and becoming more evident as well as more acceptable. Yes, when man had to make a critical decision, instead of choosing Jesus, he chose Barabbas. A significant sign of his coming will involve the church itself, apostasy, and the powerlessness of the organized church will be characterized by lukewarmness. Presently, many evangelists and renowned men of the Christian realm attempt to bring the denominations and doctrines under one umbrella in an attempt to form that one church. They have forgotten that the true church was already formed by the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. It will take a revival by the Holy Ghost to bring that many-membered body to that oneness in Christ Jesus, that there might be, again, one fold and one shepherd. Another sign will be a famine, but not of water or food, but of hearing the true word of God. Many are in danger of becoming false prophets and false teachers. They are ever seeking but never knowing the truth. We read in Amos 8, 11 and 12, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. The days are upon us, when men won't be able to endure sound doctrine because it will not conform to their ideas or lifestyle. Eventually, as they remain unrepentant, they will lead the whole world into the battle of Armageddon, and their final destination is an eternal habitation in the lake of fire. Another creature is the phenomenal rise of lawlessness. This by far is the most dangerous of the world's forces today. We are living in a day when the Ten Commandments have been tossed aside and ignored. Adultery is common practice and divorce is the accepted thing. One out of four marriages ends in a broken commandment. The business world is plagued by the two-facedness. Governments are laced with corruption and bribery. We have learned of those in positions of trust who have abused their authority to satisfy their own lusts and have taken advantage of or abusers seeking their help. Let us read in 2 Timothy 3, 1-5, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, 
For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetousness, posters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Today, we find many Christians who were once strict disciplinarians in their own spiritual lives and conduct, now loose and compromised. They have taken the attitude, be a Christian, but not a narrow one. Stay in Egypt and compromise with the world. Beware. When men everywhere become slaves to their own bodies, obeying the lust thereof, whether they be bond or free, poor or rich, stand alert. As it was in the days of Lot at Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be the days when the Son of Man is revealed. Listen to Revelations 1.7. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. He who testified these things said, Surely I come quickly, amen. Even so come Lord Jesus. If you'd like to know more about God's Word and the church and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. Now here's the church band to close our program with that old-time favorite, Count Your Blessings. <music>
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.